Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week's special guest, Pastor Oscar Mumba, teaches on the pathway to the supernatural. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad. I don't know how you woke up, but let me tell you something. You woke up in a good day. You may be in a bad mood, but you are in the presence of a good God. So you have no reason, you have no choice but to rejoice and be glad. Praise the Lord. So glad to see my South Shore family. We love you. And if I had a choice, I would move to South Shore. (laughs) Because, man, they are loud and noisy. And love my brother and friend, you know, from Plant City, Michael Peep. And, man, I believe that that's where, you know, Uh, Tom Bradley goes to church (laughs) before he goes out to play. So we love you, Michael Pippin, and everybody in Plant City, and I'm coming to Plant City next week. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But above all, I love every one of you and our pastors and parents, Pastor Greg and Tamara Dumas. We love you. Why we just give them a club offering? Praise the Lord. And we are grateful to God for just what has been happening here at the crossing and in the Tampa Bay area uh, in the past week, especially at the crossing. I think in the past weeks from first Wednesday, two weeks ago, this just been, I mean, I think from Sunday when Pastor Hector was teaching and the midweek prayer service, the noon prayer, there's just evidence that God is moving. God is visiting us. God has set us apart as a gateway to the Tampa Bay area, and I believe to the entire United States and the world at large. There's just been awesome stuff. The Global Awakening uh, Conference was very, very powerful. I don't know, but I saw notable healings. I saw people got healed. I saw people blessed and set free from all kinds of stuff. We're glad it happened when we were there. And we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he will continue doing what he has been doing. Praise the Lord. I want us to go to the word this morning. It's going to be awesome. And I believe we're just building up on what the Lord has been doing uh, here at the crossing. Praise God. So now let me, for the sake of those who are coming for the first time, it's not God, it is God. (laughs) All right, so I want you to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 7. We'll read from verse 1 going all the way to verse 10. Hebrews, the first, I mean the seventh chapter, first verse all the way to 10. The Bible reads from the New King James Version. For this Melchizedek, the king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. 
And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law. That is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he, but he whose genealogy is not derived from them received the tithe from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. Even Levi, who receives the tithe, paid tithe through Abraham, so to speak, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now, we are in the series, on in the supernatural series. How many have enjoyed the teachings on the supernatural? I mean, your faith has been enriched. Your faith has been placed in the right place. See, when we teach the supernatural, we are trying to align your faith so that it is not in the arm of flesh, but in the power of God. And it's been awesome, and we saw God confirming that. But also, uh, for those who were in church last Sunday, we remember that our pastor, you know, uh, kick-started the 90-day tithe challenge. And he taught us on the tithe and what our tithe um, have been doing and helping the gospel to go forth. So I build up on that uh, this morning. We're going to look at tithing, uh, pathway to the supernatural. How tithing is the access to the supernatural. For some, they may say, well, I don't think there is a relationship between the tithe and the supernatural. But I believe there is uh, a relationship, and in a few minutes, um, I will share this to you, and your faith will now begin to know how to provoke or walk in the supernatural as a tither. Right. What you observe in the scripture is that before God would use a person, he will first teach him or her how to give to him. The first lesson of either walking with God or working with God is to learn how to give to him and not how to receive from him. If you don't know how to give to him, you always struggle how to receive from him. So the first school, the basic school, the elementary of receiving is giving. When we get that right, we will get everything else right. Giving is the first lesson to receiving. So before we go into the meat of the sermon, I want to bring forth the big idea for this uh, series. I want you to know this powerful principle that when you sponsor the supernatural, when you sponsor the supernatural with your natural, God will sponsor your natural with his supernatural. All right, let me go to Harvard. Let me get, the, uh, get to Harvard because the people from Princeton did not get it right. When you sponsor the supernatural with your natural, God will sponsor your natural with his supernatural. 
great. Harvard just got it. So let me hear the people from Princeton. When you sponsor the supernatural with your natural, God will sponsor your natural with his supernatural. All right, at least Princeton finally got it. I know why. <laughs> Praise God. So we need to see that God uses our natural resources to advance his supernatural cause on earth. He will first teach us how to give to him before he teaches us how to receive from him and how to give to the world. You know, if our quality of gifts to the Lord are poor, our ministry to the world will be ineffective. When we have failed to give correctly to the Lord, we will minister to the world wrongly. What aligns what we do is how correctly or well we give to the Lord. Malachi is a book written because the people you know, were giving defective gifts to the Lord and they were wondering why they were not seeing much of God. So when you get it in giving, you've scored 100% A-plus distinction in receiving. Praise God. So you see this in the Bible, that before God would use a person, he first teaches them how to correctly give to him. The best example is Abraham. Abraham is called in Genesis 12. He is first taught how to give to the Lord. He is asked to abandon all that he has, leave his country, leave his family, and everything else, and head nowhere. You know, when you read Genesis 2, verse 1, it's like you're watching, you know, Star Trek, going where no one has ever been to, <laughs> exploring the galaxies. That's what happened to Abraham. He must have been on the Star Trek. <laughs> But you see, he went out, and then chapter number, two, number 14, when you read that, God teaches him the basic of giving. He teaches him how to tithe. So when you read Genesis, I mean Hebrews 7, it's a story how Abraham met Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and we see the lesson that Abraham is, is receiving is the standard of giving to the Lord. At this time, Abraham doesn't have a child. He has a lot of needs. And he might have been wondering, why am I not receiving? So God answers his why by asking him to sponsor the supernatural with his natural. So out of his battle spoil, God claims only 10%. And Abraham does that as though that was not enough. Before Abraham would become the father of every nation, before every nation would be blessed through Abraham, God goes to Abraham and says, Abraham, give me your only son. Give me Isaac. And Abraham went ahead and gave Isaac. You see the same story in 1 Kings 17, uh, verse 7, going down 13 there. Elijah, you know, is asked to go to a place called uh, zero path. And God says, go that side because I have commanded a widow to take care of you. I have instructed a woman to take care of your needs. And 
Elijah goes to uh, Zarephath, and he gets there and finds a woman picking sticks, ready to go and, you know, uh, cook her last meal, according to how she answered him. And then after cooking the meal, she and her son were going to die. And Elijah meets her, and he says, hey, lady, would you go get me a jar of water? And as she was turning, he says, well, also go bring a piece of bread for me. The woman turned and says, sir, what I have is just a little jar, a little oil and bread. The last meal for me and my son. And after we eat, we die. He tells her, just go and do as I have told you. And she went, made, you know, made a, a, brought a piece of bread to Elijah. And God multiplied her natural because she sponsored the supernatural. Before God would use a person, he first teaches them how to give. There was a revival that was supposed to break out in Samaria, and Jesus goes to the well. I think he went to Starbucks. <laughs> you know, went, goes to the well, and a woman comes, and he asks her for a drink. He asked her to give him something. And she said, well, I cannot give you, you're a Jew, uh, I'm a Gentile, the two of us don't mix. But you see, because Jesus saw the number of people who were going to be saved through this woman's testimony, before she learns how to give the supernatural to the city that God wants to send revival, he teaches her how to give to God first. He tells her, if you knew who it is that stands before you, you would give to him. So what that teaches us is that our giving is always poor when we don't know who we are giving. Yes. It will only be as good as our knowledge of God. So the widow of Sam the, the Samaritan woman was asked to give Jesus water. So we see now from the passage we read, in Hebrews 7, that the standard of giving to God is tithing. The standard, the basic, the elementary of giving is tithing. You see, God has not yet received anything if he has not yet received the tithe. If God has not received 10% from you, he has not received anything from you. That's why the book of Malachi, it doesn't matter how much they gave. If you read chapter 1 going all the way, they were giving. But you see, because the tithe was absent, God considered their gifts defective. What gives quality to your offering is the laid standard of giving. If God sees something from you as he expects it, he will receive it. So, the tithe is always going to be our standard of giving. And you see God says, hey, listen, uh, you have robbed me, meaning I have nothing from you because you have withheld you know, the tithe and the offering. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the windows of heaven. So if tithing is the standard of giving, then we need to learn what the tithe is. And there's one lesson that I want you to know. 
when giving to the Lord is as he says, then receiving from the Lord will be as he has said. If we give or when we give to the Lord, as he has said, we will receive from the Lord as he has said. You see, we love to expect from the Lord as he has said, yet we are not willing to do as he has said. So the difference between, you know, Cain and Abel is that Abel gave as the Lord said. He had learned from his father that this is how we give to the Lord, but Cain decided to give as he felt. And the Lord looked with favor on Abel's offering and did not accept Cain's offering. We cannot compromise the standards of God and expect to see the power of God manifest effectively in our midst. So when giving to the Lord is as he says, receiving will be as he says. Who I wish I was a black American Baptist piano preaching preacher. I would have gone when giving to the Lord is as he says. Then receiving will be, will be as he says. Just drove that home, did I? <laughs> so we can safely say tithing is giving as the Lord says. So God will use our natural to fulfill his supernatural purposes on earth. I know God has innumerable angels, but it takes the physical you and me to be willing to take the gospel where God wants it to go. God owns all things, but it will take our offerings to pay the bills in his house. So we need to see that it is our natural that sponsors the supernatural. There has to be a willingness on our side, a willingness uh, from us to use our natural to fulfill the supernatural purposes. The New Testament is all about being willing to fulfill God's purpose on earth. We see in Luke chapter number five, verse one to 11, that before Peter was taught how to preach, how to give a word of knowledge, he was first taught how to give to the Lord. His first lesson was how to sponsor the supernatural. In Luke chapter number five, Jesus has just come from, you know, a five-day uh, conference, global awakening. He got filled with the spirit. That's what happened. He got filled with the spirit. He goes to his church, his life group, and spoke in tongues, and they got offended. <laughs> That's what the, Bible, the book of Luke said they were you know, mad because he had said that the scripture had come to pass. 
you know, they were saying, well, those things are long gone with the apostles. There are no more tongues, no more prophecy, no more healings, no more miracles. Jesus is saying, this scripture has come to pass in your hearing. And they got upset and said, hey, only the Messiah can fulfill that. And they were mad and they took him and you know, tried to throw him out. And Jesus leaves them and he goes to Galilee. There he gets to the sea and he finds fishermen had left their boats by the shore. And the Bible says he got into one belonging to Peter. And he asked Peter, would you push the boat a little uh, away from the shore? Peter got his natural, the boat, to sponsor the supernatural Christ and his preaching to the multitude. And Jesus preached and people got saved, many people got healed. When his natural had fulfilled the supernatural, Jesus tends to his natural and said, hey, would you cast your net to the deep? Peter says, oh, Lord, my natural had failed. I, I, you know, I tried my natural all day long. And Jesus said, it's not by might, you know, by power, but by my spirit. Then he goes, say, oh, because you say so, I will do so. Throws out his net that had failed in his natural, but this time it was going, you know, down under the supernatural hand of God. And all the fish that denied to, you know, to be caught, you know, by Peter's net began to repent. <laughs> Apologized and ran, you know, <laughs> and went and caught, and, you know, he caught fish that began to break his net and sink his boat. And that's what I'm praying, that your bank account will swell, that your home will be filled with the supernatural, that your marriage will be filled with joy and love and peace as you sponsor the supernatural. So that's what happened. So the tithe being the standard of giving to the Lord is the first place to learn how to operate in the supernatural. That's where we begin. When we make it in the tithe, we have made it in the, in the miraculous. 2012, uh, the Lord challenged me to go on a year's fast, fasting for 365 days. Now, that's possible in America because all you have to do is to stay away from Facebook and candy. <laughs> but where I come from, fasting means doing it the way Jesus did the fasting. No theological interpretation. You just see Jesus not eating. You also don't eat. So I was only living on one meal. You know, I got cereal, avocado, peanut. You know, because I went to a doctor. He said, would you tell me what I must eat as a balanced diet? He told me. So I was living on one meal some days. On other days, I was only living on water and juice for 365 days. And I was praying. And as I was praying, God challenged me concerning giving. And the challenge was, if the people of the Old Testament gave 10%, how much are we to give to the Lord? And I began to read the New Testament. I saw that the Testament of the New Testament, I mean the covenant of the New Testament was greater than the covenant of the Old Testament. And I said, Lord, if they gave 10, we must give more. Now, I didn't get the answer immediately. I began to process with the Lord. And I knew that if I am of a better covenant, I must do better. So they were giving 10 
I, I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to give 20. So since 2012, my tithe has always been 20%. And I'll share with you some testimonies of how that brought about a shift in my uh, ministry and life. So quickly, uh, because we are now winding up, let's look at tithing uh, 101. <laughs> you in class. <laughs> tithing 101, and I need your assignment immediately when I finish. <laughs> So when we read the passage in Hebrews, we see the, the scripture introducing three levels of priesthood. As it mentions three high priests, namely Melchizedek, Aaron, and Jesus. Those are the three priests that the Bible presents to us from the book of Hebrews. Let's look at the first priesthood, the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because if you need to know what tithing is and why it is you know, attached to the supernatural, you need to study the priesthood, all right? So let's look at the priesthood of Melchizedek, which we'll find in Genesis chapter number 14 there. He was the priest who ministered to the covenant of Abraham. Every covenant needs a priest. It needs a go-between, a mediator, it needs somebody who stands between the natural and the supernatural. So that was the role of the priest. Their job was to interact with the supernatural and then come and simplify and bring it to the natural community. So Melchizedek was the go-between of the covenant of Abraham. His priesthood was for great blessings. His job was to just show up and say, Abraham, the Lord bless you. Blessed be Abraham by God most high. His job was to confer, impart the supernatural blessing on natural Abraham. And he blessed him, and that was his job. And all that was required from Abraham was to have faith. Faith was a requirement. Of all that was happening, all that God expected Abraham to do was to believe. And Abraham believed, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. He is the father of them that believe. All that God wanted Abraham to do was believe. And Abraham used the tithe, or the tithe that Abraham gave, acknowledged the priest before him. The sign of priesthood was the presence of the tithe. And where there is no priesthood, there cannot be tithing. So Abraham sees a priest, he gives his tenth. And then we go to the second priesthood, Numbers 18 and verse 28 there. We see the priesthood of Aaron, which was the priesthood to the covenant of Israel. Abraham's job was to stand between natural Israel and the supernatural God. His job was to interact with the supernatural on behalf of the natural community. And he would bring the, the offerings of the natural to sponsor the supernatural of, of God, and he would bring the natural of God to sponsor the natural of Israel. And he would bless them. You know, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. So he would do that every day. And his sons would always speak a blessing over them. And obedience to the law was a requirement in a requirement to experiencing the supernatural. For them to experience the supernatural in the days of Aaron, they needed to do what the Bible said, thou shalt, and they needed to stay away from what God said, thou shalt not. So the more they did what he said, and the more they did not do what he said they shouldn't do, God blessed him. But you also see that the tithe acknowledged the priesthood of Aaron. God says the priest would not, should not uh, own land. Their possession would be God himself. So they were asked to give a tenth to acknowledge the presence of the priesthood of Aaron. And from the tithe, Aaron and his sons, you know, found their livelihood. So that's what you see. So the tithe is there to acknowledge the presence of the priest. The third and last priest, a high priest, is Christ himself. Christ in Hebrews 7, verse 1 and 2 there, you see he is also introduced as a priest after the order of Melchizedek. He is the priest of the new covenant, the priest of better promises and greater blessings. What they experienced in the Old Testament is less than what we can experience in the New Testament. The glory of the New Testament surpasses the glory of the Old Testament. So it means that the miraculous now must be greater than the miraculous that Moses saw. That's why Moses parted the sea, Jesus walked on it. So I believe that we will see far much more than what Israel saw. But how do we acknowledge the presence of that, we need to see that the Bible requires us to have faith and live by grace. The requirement in the Old, in the Old Testament was the law, but in the New Testament, it was faith and grace. Faith, I believe what God says. Grace, I believe what Jesus did. So I don't have to strive, I just need to receive what Jesus has freely given me. That's how we live in the uh, New Testament, but we need to tithe to proclaim Christ as priest. It's there, Hebrews chapter number seven, verse eight. Mortal men who die receive the tithe, but up there it is proclaimed he lives. So every time you tithe, you are making a declaration that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is the high priest over the new covenant. Let me close now on how the tithe activates the supernatural. How does the tithe activate the supernatural? The first thing is that the tithe opens the heavens. In Genesis 28, verse 12 to 22, is the story of Jacob. And Jacob is running away from his brother on his way to Padamaram, and he gets to a place, has a vision, he sees open heavens, and angels ascending, angels discerning, and he sees the most high. And he wakes up and says, well, what an awesome place this is. This is no other than the gate of heaven. And he tells the Lord, if you would take me where I'm going, keep me and bring me back, I will give you a tenth of all that I have. 
Malachi 3, 8 tells us, bring the tithe into the house of the Lord and test me in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. So whenever we tithe, we provoke open heavens. When I was asked to pass to tithe 20%, I began to experience open heavens. I can talk supernatural experiences of open heavens, unusual open heavens. One of the things I remember well, I was preaching in a youth conference and there were kids in that conference and the presence of the Lord fell in the place. And a young girl, I think either eight or nine, began to cry. And then she tells the person that came with her that uh, I am seeing feathers falling on the pulpit. And she would see angels and feathers falling on the pulpit. And the person who came with her brought her uh, forward and I gave her the mic and she began to explain what she was seeing and immediately she switched into prophecy. Heaven opens. And I pray open heaven over you. Open heavens over your marriage, your body, open heaven everywhere. And I speak open heaven over the crossing. We are a tithing community. May the heavens open. May the ministry of angels become frequent. Instead of more demons, let it become more angels. That's what we need to be. I'm praying that there will be open heaven over you, that even when you get a Uber, a Uber drive and say, hey, listen, let's have church. And he drives and all of a sudden he begins to speak in tongues. Because the Huber has become the upper room. God has opened up the place and poured out his spirit into that place. Let me give you an open heaven experience. I was in a barber shop and this barber man did not know that I was on a dry fast. And I was on a dry fast, he was cutting my hair and I began to speak in tongues. And all of a sudden I felt the barber man began to shake. And as he was shaking, he began to confess his sins. And I said, oh, what has my hair have to do with his sins? <laughs> and he confessed his sins, began to weep, stopped cutting my hair. I led him to the Lord and we, go, we went back to cutting my hair. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to leave that barbershop like Mr. T. <laughs> Open heavens allows the supernatural to come into our natural. How do we open the heavens? Through the tithe. There are many other ways, but the tithe is one of them. And secondly, the tithe also releases God's voice. In Malachi 3, 8 to 10 there, the Bible says, bring the tithe and I will rebuke the devourer. There are things that will not listen to you, but they will never resist the voice of God. Many of us have been speaking to things and things are not responding. It is because there are certain things that will only listen to God. Pharaoh asked Moses. Moses says, hey, Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh looks at Moses and says, who is the Lord that I should listen to him? So there's always going to be something that will resist your voice. Luke 11, is it Luke? Luke 18 says there was a wicked judge in one of the cities. And the Bible says he neither feared God nor cared about man. So you need to know you need the voice of God because the voice of God orders creation. 
It commands creation. God said, let there be, and there was. The voice of the Lord is, the, is one of the elementary things concerning the supernatural. The tithe is one of the things we can use to activate the supernatural and the voice of God. Because the voice of the Lord is what God uses to speak to whatsoever is attacking your body. The devourer that is attacking your body. There is a voice from above that is saying, the Lord rebuke you, cancer. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord confronts anything that does not listen to you. And then quickly, we're running out of time. The tithe, you know, manifests the presence of Christ in our midst. I'm believing God that we are going to become a church with the manifest presence of the Lord. The Bible says when we tithe, we proclaim he lives. Not just that he's, he's alive, but he is also present in our midst. My prayer is that it will not take the worship for people to sense the presence. We want to speak the presence of God over ourselves in our midst such that people will just walk in this building and they begin to get healed. How about walking to church and I'm preaching, somebody on crutches begins to walk in and they start jumping, I am healed. Do you know that God will be glorified? When I first did my first one year fast and I was living in the church and praying and the presence of God would come in the room, when people would walk in, they would fall, they would fall out in the spirit right at the door. They would manifest demons. Even when I was talking about the other day, uh, playing the keyboard, I was actually on a one-year fast. And the presence of the Lord would be in the place. And incredible miracles would begin to happen. I pray that your shadow will bring healing to the people you work with. Your presence will be the presence of Christ. That's what we see happening. I pray that when we acknowledge Jesus as alive, his miracles will be present. And lastly, the tithe releases the supernatural into our natural. I will pour out my spirit. I'll pour out blessing, abundant blessing into your life. I, I am tired of talking about it without seeing it. I'm tired of just hearing it and not witness it. I am asking God, Lord, pour out your supernatural into my natural. Bring abundance into my natural. I believe that. I've always told you a story that I took over a church that was 19, in 19 years, it had 800 members. In four months, it grew to 1,500, 1,700. Now it's 2,000 in merry weeks. And financially, we began to see God bless and prosper us and in, the city, in a city where everybody says there cannot be economic revolution, I pray that the Lord's supernatural will come upon your impossible now. And let the Lord go where the enemy says you will not be healed. You will not come out of it. Let his supernatural voice speak to that which will not listen to you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. To be blessed means to be positioned to receive the supernatural. To be blessed is to be empowered 
to have access to the supernatural. When you are blessed, it means you have access to what God owns. May the Lord give you access to pay your debt, access to receive healing from Christ Jesus. When you sponsor your, when you sponsor God's supernatural with your natural, he will sponsor your natural with his supernatural. When we give as he says, we will receive as he has said. Why are you giving 10% of what you have? God said so. If he has given, if he has said I give 10% and I have given, I will now stand and say, Lord, by your stripes, I am healed. I have done as he says, I now expect as he has said. I was scheduled for a surgery and I remember I told you, and I said, I don't know whether I was afraid or I was believing, but either the two, I was motivated. <laughs> they were going to cut me to remove a kidney stone from me. I said, no, the Bible says, no razor shall come upon a Nazarene. So I began to read and misquote that scripture and prayed that, Lord, you can be a better surgery, surgeon than these human beings. Sponsor my natural with your supernatural. And now this is what happens. They took me into the theater. That's what you call them. When they took me in, the equipment stopped working. So I was supposed to be, to, they're supposed to do surgery. They pushed me in, the systems went out. I was waiting and they tried to repair them. They didn't come, they didn't work. So they asked, they took me out and told me to come on a Tuesday so that they could fix the system. So Tuesday I came, the system was still not working. They told me come tomorrow. I came Wednesday and they pushed me in, took slides. Now they had taken a first slide and the first slide shows a huge kidney stone and a swollen kidney. Then they took slides of me, five of them, and I knew something was wrong because the guy that was doing looked puzzled and they got five of the slides. And they told me, go see this doctor and I knew something is wrong because instead of cutting me, they were sending me to a doctor. So I went to the doctor and the doctor for 30 minutes was comparing the slides, the before and the after. And he kept on before for 30 minutes. It is because the before has a swollen kidney, huge kidney stone. Five slides show a perfect kidney. When you sponsor his supernatural with your natural, he will sponsor your natural with his supernatural. I want you to close your eyes and say, Father, forgive me today. Forgiving you as I felt, like Cain, I gave you anything, anyhow. I missed the standard of giving that I should give you as you say. I give you 10% of all that I have. 
Lord, I bring my natural, my time, my body, my resources, and I say, here they are. Use them to your glory. That in the next 90 days, I will not call it my 90-day tithe challenge. I will call it my 90-day supernatural challenge. It will be 90 days of sponsoring the supernatural with my natural so that with your supernatural, you sponsor my natural. And I want to pray right now. All those who are tithers, I want you to stand. And even those that say, hey, listen, I'm going to be part of the 90-day challenge and I'm going in. And listen, you don't have to be forced to do this. I'm not promising you anything. I am not God. But if you believe that God is faithful to his word and he will do as he says, I want you to stand and I want to pray over you. You're a tither. You are going into the 90-day tithing challenge. And I don't want you to feel guilty. I don't want you to be forced. I don't want you to have any kind of condemnation in you. I want you to know God is faithful to his word. Let me pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now that you would open the heavens over them. Pour out your spirit. You say that, Lord, you would give us our treasure, our very good treasure, the heavens, and bless us and make us the head and not the tail, that we will, O God, lend to many nations and not borrow. The Lord, by the supernatural, break the curse of lack, break the curse of sickness, break the curse of failure, depression, fear. I pray that, Lord, every power that has been mocking your people will hear your voice. Lord, speak loudly, rebuke that spirit, rebuke that disease. May that disease hear your voice say, I am the Lord that heals you. I pray that the Lord will begin to rebuke in your household confusion. The Lord will begin to rebuke lack. He will begin to proclaim over your house that I am the Lord, your provider, Jehovah Jireh. I supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. Let the enemy hear what Jesus is saying to you right now. I want you to begin to receive the supernatural right now. In the name of Jesus, let the Lord just begin to surrender to the Lord. Begin to tell the Lord, here I am. Use me. If you can use anybody, use me. I give you all that you request from me. My time, my resources, everything else, I pour it out to you in the name of Jesus. Would you just spend a few minutes and just begin to pray that the Lord will take you in a, on a journey to study, to learn the supernatural. Maybe some of you might be convicted uh, to give uh, 20% of your tithes. I know a, a Nigerian man who gives uh, 90% his tithe and so forth. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not do it because I did it. You will only do it because the Bible says so. Would you begin to pray? As he has said, so will I give. As he has said, so will I receive. In the name of Jesus, just begin to pray. We hope you enjoyed that message from Pastor Oscar Mumba. Don't forget our Easter services are coming up with a special Good Friday service and Easter services at all of our campuses. You can find all the times and locations at crossingeaster.com. 
Don't forget to download our app where you can see all the upcoming events, watch on-demand messages, and more. And you can download it by going to our website, wearecrossing.com, and click on Android or iPhone. Thanks for joining us this week. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.